0: Hello, and welcome to this special Christmas episode of Anime Audio Commentary. Today, I'll be commenting on Episode 3 of Ore Monogatari. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. Alright, so it'd seem as though we're not going to recap the previous episode. At least, not totally. You know, I guess we have to go over the basics, like, this is Takeo, and he's, you know, a high school student, even though he doesn't really look like it. Now, I think the really important thing to remember from the previous episode was that Yamato wants to meet up with him, just the two of them, you know, not with his friend. And that's sort of the root of this big misunderstanding. Takio, I guess, kind of reasonably thinks that his friend has a thing for Yamato, and, you know, all girls have liked him before, so why would this be any different? But, you know, Yamato really just does want to spend time with Takio, seemingly. So there's this sort of uh, dichotomy where Takeo's trying to help a couple that... I don't necessarily want to say doesn't want to exist, but, you know, he's trying to work at something that's not strictly true, and he's sort of neglecting his own feelings in the process. So, you know, something like this should be a pretty clear indication, you know. Yamato really only wants to spend time with him, but he's sort of misinterpreting this as she's ready to ask him for advice one-on-one. So it would seem as though the title of this episode is in reference to that little parable that was mentioned at the beginning. And seeing as how it's referencing the Blue Ogre, I think uh, it's fairly reasonable to say Taki is going to be focusing on helping his friend. Yeah, so I feel like this should be a, a pretty big hint... Yamato's very clearly gone out of her way to, uh, to dress up and, I guess, uh, style her hair. I mean, Takio noticed, you know, she's extra cute today, but, you know, I don't think he gets what precisely the purpose of this whole thing was. Alright, so she, uh, she made some sort of, like, salty French cake, and, uh, they're all heart-shaped, you know? There's a whole lot of hints here, and unfortunately, Tokyo's not really picking up any of them. So I guess the question is, what is Yamato going to say here that could be misconstrued? Because she very clearly does want to say something. Alright, so there we go. You know, she sort of brings up Takio's friend. Sort of in passing. You know, she likely didn't mean anything by it. But unfortunately, this has given Takio the opportunity to talk him up. And it's not that he doesn't deserve something like that, but it's sort of, um... I don't know, it just derails the entire purpose of this meeting. And I feel like... Takeo talking... so highly of him... If the, uh, the slightly mournful background music is any hint... You know... It would seem as though Yanto's slightly discouraged by this. You know, I mean, she's basically gone out of her way to cook for him and to meet up with him one-on-one. And granted, she's not exactly being forthright either, at least in terms of coming out and saying it, what she means, but... I don't know. You know, this is sort of a recurring theme, both in anime and just in life in general. Like, the best course of action is really just to say what you mean and to be forthright. I mean, case in point, I feel like this wouldn't be happening if, uh, everybody would just say what they mean. I mean, that's kind of harsh, I guess. I, you know, you can't really blame Yamato too much, but... Boy, Takio really screwed the pooch. And I guess that would be a rather horrible situation to be in, especially seeing as how he has no idea what happened. But, you know, effectively this was tantamount to a rejection. Alright, so I'm wondering if... Uh... Takio's friend is gonna basically give him the rundown. Like, dude, you don't know what's going on. Like, this is what you're missing here. Alright, well there we go. Good on him for just sort of dropping the hammer like that. You know, it makes sense Takio wouldn't believe him... Especially considering what his entire life had been like up until this point, but, uh... Yeah, you know, he is sort of ignoring all the signs that were there. So I feel like uh, this is going to be a bit of a reversal of roles here. Makoto is going to, I guess, try and help Takeo get a relationship going. That's kind of interesting, I guess. You know, because the poor guy, he definitely could use the help, seeing as how he's drastically misinterpreted everything else. Although that said, you know, Makoto, he, I guess, had this conversation back in the first episode. You know, maybe uh, maybe he could have shared that knowledge a little bit earlier, seeing as how he was privy to it. Yeah, you know what? There we go. Heroism does come with its perks. Yeah, so this is actually kind of interesting, you know. We're sort of going back and seeing how things were misinterpreted. You know, it wasn't that she wanted Makoto to stay per se, it was that she was nervous. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I guess the signs were there. Now, I guess the real question is whether this is going to sink in with Takio or if he's sort of going to uh, maybe not remain oblivious, but sort of, I guess, kind of deny reality. That would be an interesting angle. Wow. That's kind of a heavy revelation that uh, all of the girls Takio has liked up until this point have talked poorly about him behind his back. That's. that's highly unfortunate and rather scummy behavior. Alright. So in retrospect, uh, Makoto was a really good guy, you know. Who would want to date someone that talks poorly about your friends? Man. You know, I'm really digging this episode. I think this is some good stuff. You know, between this revelation to Takeo that Yamato likes him, that all those other girls had their faults and were rejected as a result. I mean, I think this is actually a a pretty good example of some good writing here, where past events are recontextualized based on new information, but it's not cheap, you know? Like, you could have plausibly figured out what was going on, Now, maybe that's, like, a weird perspective thing, but it looks like that one leg of the bed wasn't on the floor. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense that Taki is such a gigantic man that he would prop the entire thing up, but... Alright, so this is, uh... This is some good stuff. Yamato's treating Makoto as an ongoing confidant. And I guess it's unfortunate that Takio is sort of listening to this when he probably shouldn't be. But I guess, you know, maybe if he's hearing it directly from her firsthand, that'll sort of, uh... I guess enlighten him as to what the correct course of actions should be. I mean, if she's pouring her heart out heavily, and, you know, Makoto's definitely doing this on purpose, you know, very cunning of him. You know, it's like, my friend, he's kind of dumb, he needs a whole lot of incontrovertible evidence, so, uh, you know, really lay it on thick. Man, that's, uh. That's gotta be something, you know? You were just sort of sitting on this bed and then, whoop, out pops Takio. You know, you've awakened the sleeping giant, as it were. I guess, uh. You know, I kind of figured something like this would go on for a little while, but it was nice of Makoto to sort of. You know basically like slap them both upside the head and say like you know hey just be forthright talk to each other be honest and it seems like it's uh it's actually working you know there is mutual attraction here they've both declared it so uh you know is that it is this the end or uh where do things go from here given that this is only episode three Yeah, you know what? I I think uh, I think I mentioned before that I just sort of didn't get around to watching this, and in retrospect, I was a fool because it seems to me that they've gotten the confession over with. You know, now it's just the logistics of a relationship and stuff like that, and I think way too much stuff focuses on getting to the confession. Only for it to end there. Yeah. You know, this is... uh, This is an episode that I don't think I can say enough good things about. Because, you know, even though everything has been... Sort of resolve between Takio and Yamato. Takio's still intent on helping his friend. Okay, so I guess it's interesting that the story of the two ogres isn't as, um, Universals, I guess I would have assumed, seeing as how Yamato doesn't know what it's about. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty straightforward, I would feel like. You know, it's kind of like one of those Universal stories, almost, like Aesop's Fables and things like that. Yeah, so based on this parable, Takio, he was sort of trying to take on the role of the blue Oni, but that isn't really what ended up happening, you know. He is, I guess, far more similar to the red ogre, considering that his friend Makoto is going out of his way to sort of help him out with his newfound relationship. But I feel like there's going to be a but. You know, there's got to be some sort of catch here because, yeah, the red ogre, he got what he wanted, but what about the blue ogre? I mean, it seems like we're about to find out. I get the feeling that it's going to be something bad, and therefore, some portion of the plot is going to be related to a... Takio trying to avoid the outcome listed in this story. Alright, so here we go, you know, the ultimate outcome of the story is that by becoming friends with the humans, the red ogre lost its friend in the blue ogre. And the obvious parallel to draw here is that uh, Makoto and Takio can no longer be friends for one reason or another. But... I mean, that doesn't necessarily have to be the case, I wouldn't think. I mean, I guess on the one hand, you know, if you do get into a relationship and get married and all that, then, you know, friends take a backseat to a degree, but that doesn't mean you stop having friends. Man, takio has got a good friend, all right. I mean, I know this episode's sort of ending on a bit of a melancholy note, but... I don't know, man. This is some good stuff. So I guess this sort of begs the question of what happens now... You know, surely they've got to go on like a first date or something, right? You know, keep it simple, like go out for coffee or something like that. But. I'm wondering what's gonna get in their way next. Although, you know, loving all that aside, it's nice that Takio's realizing that Makoto is an actual friend, you know? Their friendship wasn't contingent upon them living next to each other. You know, it might have been that way in the beginning, but it's not that way now. So I guess it seems like it's sort of back to business as usual, with the three of them together. That's nice in a way that, you know, the status quo is returned to normal. But, uh, that said, the dynamic has changed to a degree. Like, Makoto is now the third wheel, and while Takio and Yamato are certainly happy It's not that he's unhappy, but, you know, his sort of passivity is more pronounced now. It's interesting that even as little kids, not much has really changed, you know, between... Age 5 and age 10 now. So I guess we're getting a little bit more information on Yamato. I'm not sure who precisely this girl is supposed to be, but if... You know, she's a girlfriend or something. You know, she's sort of doing that thing about talking behind his back. Well, you know, she probably wasn't a girlfriend, actually. I don't think Makoto's dated anyone. At least no one that we know of so far. So this is interesting, I guess. You know, this whole thing is sort of beyond makoto he doesn't really know what to do going forward but you know if nothing else some things never change takia is still funny to him all right well that's it for this episode if you've enjoyed it then by all means tune in for the next one merry christmas space cowboy